This is the trigger warning for our show. Please understand that various monsters had various victims and hunted in various ways, depending on the folklore, mythology, or stories that were told about them. Please understand that it is not our intent to upset you. You will be given other warnings and additional warnings depending on the episode, but this is our blanket statement. We didn't write the myths, but we are using them to tell our story. Also, this is the content warning for our show. There will be cursing. There will be some interesting ideas. We will take it in where we can, but be warned, there was beer involved. What if I told you there is a world where not only are monsters like vampires and werewolves real, but they have rights just like you and me. And in this world, there exists a secret government organization dedicated to keeping you safe and making sure they follow the rules. Welcome to Anarium, a Monster of the Week podcast. And in this first episode of the Anarium Podcast, you will join our heroes as they meet their superiors and fight their first monster, and maybe find a new member of the team. All this and more. Please, stay tuned. Grab yourself a drink. Get some popcorn. We know you're going to enjoy this very, very much. Uh, I'm going to shut up and let you enjoy this podcast. Bye, guys. You open up a good. Oh, good. Yin. Sorry, I was just gonna say that was. I didn't mean to interrupt the mojo. Go. (laughs) Yeah, I was just. That was good. I like that. We'll just keep that every episode. That's all I wanted to to say. I'll cut that out and I'll save it as its own fucking thing. Short, sweet, to the point. Let's them know what's up. I do like the beer cracking. You might want to add that to the end where we're like, perfect. There was beer involved. Yeah, that was that was the one. Dude, yours was perfect. It looked out good. I'm glad that we had the idea to do four. Yeah, right. To have it, but that was still. And just the first one was the one. There was beer involved. (laughs) And then then the episode just pauses out for a second, then comes back. All right. Fuck, I never picked a town in Kansas. I got so obsessed with Louisiana. I never picked what fucking town Lawrence, we were Kansas. in. Lawrence, Kansas. I just yeah, know Lawrence. Did. Yeah, did. did I? Uh, hang on. I in, had that written In down. my opinion, I don't care if you just say rural Kansas. Rural Kansas? Because I don't think I ever picked a spot in Kansas on a map. No, you just said Kansas. All right. <clears throat> just a rural town in Kansas. Yeah, I don't care if you said just rural Kansas, rural town, whatever. We open up. Oh, a burp. Jesus Christ. Ugh, sorry about that. Miller Lite. I love it. <clears throat> we open up on a mid-sized town in Kansas. Not a place unlike most likely wherever you're at. Yeah, there are some skyscrapers, and there are just enough people that traffic's always a problem. But in one of these buildings, there's something going on that you probably didn't know about. And if, well, our agents are doing their job right, you are entirely unaware of what is in that building. The top few floors that you see don't look like anything more than your average office building. The people populated in it are dealing with accounting issues, various types of office work that needs to be done for any agency, government or not. It's what's beneath the floors that you see that is what brings you here. This is the Anarium office building. Underneath this building, there are at least 12 different floors of varying sizes. Each floor is designated its own thing, possibly arcana, possibly weaponry, understanding, research, defense. The various floors have different things, whether it be the magic department, monster research defense, understanding tactics. The bottom floor is always where the portals are located. That gives the agency 11 attempts to shut it down before it reaches ground level. It hasn't happened, but there are protocols in. Anarium takes what it does very seriously. As we open up, we need to see two characters, our two characters. We have Bernard 
and we have Marcellus. Where would your characters be, guys? Um, I think it will be relatively canon that uh, Bernard, he does not have a home. Um, he is either on the road, what his life is, is hunting something or interrogating something at the Anarium. So, so home is where whatever's screaming to death. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think right now um, Bernard is at his pseudo desk. I don't think he has an office. I think he just kind of has a corner probably somewhere near the armory that is just like a little metal desk. They told him he had to have one, yeah. and he was like, fine, picked it up, moved it yeah. three floors, and like shoved it against the wall and sat on it and went, this is my desk now. Yeah, and there, there are books, because I will say Bernard is not your average uh, um, country bumpkin. What he, he dedicates himself to research, and that's what he does with this job. So there are books on the arcane and books on monsters. Um, some of it's fiction, some of it's you know what you can find that's not fiction and i think he's hanging out he's got a uh highball glass and he's hanging out having himself a drink mm -hmm. and um researching as all good monster hunters do uh marcellus is in a uh decently sized glass office in on we'll say floor six right in the center um, that so is... So we're different, you could say. Yeah, yeah we're different. <laughs> oh no, those characters seem exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Accessible and yeah. locked away. So, um, he's in a glass office, uh, accessible to anyone. He, uh, has the door that's open. That way people that have any questions, concerns, things like that, can come to him, talk to him, ask anything they need to. If he doesn't know the answer, which he probably does he can find out the answer and get back to them. That way he's a little more open and involved with everyone that works at the Anarium. All right. Your day pretty much starts out like average. You're in your, we'll say, designated places. But you get a beep or a text message or maybe even over the loudspeaker that Bernard and Marcellus are to report to the conference room. God damn it. As you approach, this is your traditional conference room. There are posters on the wall for motivation. One wall is made entirely out of glass with various shades and covers. This is a government organization, though not entirely recognized by the government. You have your power, but ultimately, one organization is always similar to another. As you step inside, there's a large oak round table. Various chairs sit around it. All you meet is each other in this room. Your boss, the ADA of the Kansas, <clears throat> the ADA of the Kansas branch of Anarium, is running late. All right. I think uh, there are chairs around this desk. Yes. yes. Okay. I think Bernard plops himself down and uh, he kicks his feet up crosses his arms and he is just waiting uber impatiently for, for whatever this is uh, to, to walk into the office. Yeah, Marcellus is just sitting at the conference room desk with a laptop open typing away, doing emails, etc. So one of you is doing work and the other is just annoyed to be there? Right, exactly. All right. All right. I was already on a job in my head, and now you're, you're that, stopping. That glass of bourbon wasn't going to drink itself, <laughs> by God. Yeah. Hey, man, damn it. <laughs> Marcellus has been with the Anarium for 200 years. I mean, he knows. Yeah. He knows what's up. He knows what's up, so he's just ready and waiting. <laughs> Into the room enters a woman. She's probably around five foot eight, maybe five foot seven. She has olive complexion, very dark hair. Her name is Emily Gorgonis. What you may not know on sight is that this woman comes from an ancient bloodline. Her great, 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 however many needs to be to make the story fit grandmother 
was Medusa herself. Now, you don't see the runes that have been etched into the glass of her glasses to keep her gaze from turning men to stone. And no, it's not instant, though her grandmother of so many greats once managed to turn an entire kraken into stone in a minute. This woman has come from different bloodlines, but deep down in those genes, there is a woman who was gifted the power to defend herself from attackers, gifted the ability to punish the man that took advantage of her in Athena's temple. This bloodline's still strong, and those powers are still there, but this woman is not covered in scales. The ability to shapeshift and fit in amongst other humans evolved over time. She stands in front of you. Good morning, gentlemen. It's good to see you both in good health. I think uh, Bernard reaches into his flannel pocket on his jacket and uh, holds up his flask and kind of says, Morning. Good God, Bernard, it's not even noon. Teach their own. Marcellus, I see you're dutifully at work. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, what's, uh, what's going on? Not, not every day we get our uh, summons to the conference room. No, this one is important. It's a bit odd. It's not standard. You see, our friend... Your partner, Bernard, has been specifically asked for at a small town outside of Louisiana, just north of Ashland. Of course, the town itself isn't that small, but there's a woman there who calls herself Mama Teresa. Should ring a bell for you, Bernard. She specifically asked for you to come and help her. I knew she'd ask for Daddy before too long. I won't ask exactly what that means, but if it's one of your ex-girlfriends, please understand that this is business. Oh, business is business. So, you explain to me, well, what, uh, what did you pull me away from my important work for? We have security cameras on your desk. When drinking becomes important, I assure you your Olympic standing will be put into question. <clears throat> However, you will be going there because there have been some deaths in association with a... <clears throat> There have been some deaths with the idea that a local legend is somehow involved. One that we've been aware of but haven't ever really seen anything for. They're a little worried that hunting grounds are becoming larger and the spell might be getting stronger. We think ghosts, but she wouldn't really tell us on the phone. She said she trusted you, not the badge. And that is why you've been requested. Which I am perfectly okay with reaching out to people who may not trust us as an organization. But if they trust our hunters... You can be good to good use. Either way, our mission still gets met. Well, that all makes sense. Uh, and I point at Marcellus. What's Edward doing here? Oh, you two haven't been informed. Oh, this is delicious. You two have been made partners, officially. As you both have skills that the other does not, you will be working together for the foreseeable future on a new team that I was originally going to call Whiskey Team, but felt that was a little too on the nose for you, Bernard. You will be Charlie Team, dispatched as needed for special operations. I have complete faith in you, and my years on Bravo Team has taught me that you two are good at what you do, and I have complete faith in your abilities. Just promise me you won't kill each other. Please. He calls me a sparkly bitch again, and we're going to have an issue. That was brought up in HR. We don't need to cover it again. Mm. It's bourbon, not whiskey, by the way. All right, Charlie team. On your way, you're going to cross Route 66. I need you to stop there. One of our usuals. His permit expires here in the next 24 hours. Jonal Brex has a permit that allows him to hunt every 23 years for 23 days. He always likes to forget that different routes are picked across the United States and different time frames tend to work out in order to keep him hidden. He has his permit, he has a right to live, his body rejuvenates at its own pace, he needs the new parts, he just likes to forget where his boundaries are, and I need you two there to make sure he doesn't forget this year. Because if not, he gets to be in prison for his next 23 years and pick the meats that he needs off of corpses that may or may not be fresh. And as much as it bothers me to prevent him from doing what comes naturally, as it's unfair, he has a right to live. I assume you both vaguely understand that. Despite the scowl you're giving me, Bernard, I understand your 
difficulties in monster lifestyles. I just need to make sure you guys go and keep him in line. I kind of just, like, kind of fix my jacket, like, eh, hey, I, I know how to do my job. Uh, you sure you can do the same over there, Nosfera suit? That was clever. I'll give you that one. <laughs> um, yes, but we're not taking your rusty-ass Bronco. Yes, you will be provided a vehicle with better gas mileage than that. Seeing as the last time you took that Bronco, you claimed that a 300-mile journey took you eight. I'm not entirely positive where you went. Bernard, your skill will not get you off the hook every time. Which is why you've been partnered with someone who will keep you, for lack of a better term, honest. Well, let's just get this shit show on the road, shall we? That's the spirit we like to see. Marcellus, please keep in mind that though no, you are not team lead, you are co-leads at best. I do expect you to report in as per usual. I don't know if you are aware, Bernard, but reporting in is when you call back to base and let them know what's happened since the last time you spoke to them. And it's generally not, okay, I'll take it, and then, yeah, it's dead, thanks, and then you hang up. I don't particularly like that. If you could work on maybe making a few of those calls for him, it would be appreciated. I think I just pull a straight piece of beef jerky out of my pocket and like get like a, okay. <laughs> she looks at you both. She pulls her glasses down a bit in your, in your view, Bernard. Think of it teasingly. She does know you. She does respect you. She yeah. gives you a hard time because she knows you can take it. Yeah. Work. But when she pulls those glasses down, there's an odd greenish reflection behind the eyes. You, you feel your joints begin to stiffen as she winks, puts the glasses back up and says, Good luck, Charlie team. Honestly, I wouldn't send you if I didn't think you could handle it. Good luck. Come back in one piece, boys. And she leaves the room. What do you guys do? I think I look at him and say, That lady always gives me a bit of a stiff knee. <laughs> Oh my god. You. you. <laughs> okay. This is nope. Bernard. All right. This is Bernard. Okay. No. No. Play him. Do it. I just was not expecting it. Okay. okay. I wish people could see your reaction oh, right yeah, there, by the way. The, just that you turned into yourself. It was beautiful. Rob was probably waiting for it. He's, he's actually played with me, so he, he was maybe expecting it. All right. So you guys have been given a vehicle. Most likely a sedan. Of some kind, um, due to Marcellus's, we'll say prestige, <laughs> he is perfectly capable of driving through the day without any of the traditional vampire window accoutrements. Accoutrements. Thank you. Great Ooh, word. Ooh, like beautiful word. Good word. I wasn't going to have him for me. I <laughs> right? I'm sitting here and I'm like, how do I say this and not sound tinting. like a fool? The tinting, tinting on tinting. those windows. I couldn't even think of the word tinting. I was completely lost. But no, the traditional accoutrement to allow vampires to travel during the day as he is special. As you guys make your travel, what kind of conversations do you think you'd be having? Like, we've, we've established you guys aren't buddies, but is there still an animosity there that we should be of a mind of um i don't think there's much of an animosity and uh we, i kind of joked with you about it sam mm -hmm. uh, as you were leaving last night when we were uh doing our or test run stuff uh i think taylor and i we play very well together you do i don't think again not animosity but i think there's almost a competitiveness between Bernard and Marcellus, like like at least in Bernard's eyes, like I think mm -hmm. I think Bernard, like he he views him. It's a pissing contest. Yes. Um. So it, it's going to be quick quips and things like that. Uh. But I don't know that they have much to talk about. Mm. I think, um, I think Bernard would be much more. He's just gonna be listening to music or sleeping because I imagine we kind of established this is I guess. You like to drive, correct? Correct. Okay. And I think Bernard doesn't get to sleep a lot. So I think he's fine with sleeping while he's on the road. Can you guys recreate Tommy Boy for me and just flip to the radio? Like, <laughs> we can change the station if you want. Don't you remember you told me? <laughs> oh, wait, I was thinking of a different... Was it Dude, I'm, just, when it, I'm thinking Black Tommy Sheep Boy. when the nitrous leaks into the cop car. <laughs> That's what it came into my mind. See, and in my mind, it was the... Your brain's the one with the shell on it 
bees, bees. <laughs> um, so I, I think I'm stopping. probably napping for the most part. Um, if there is a conversation, I it would be about um, either work or the type of music that Bernard is into, and this is mostly from Connie, his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, he prefers classical music. Okay. Doesn't like a lot of words. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm all right with that. So, so no, Asia comes on the radio and you guys are busting out together. I never meant to be so bad to you. Now, like screaming out the windows and just like enjoying yourself. Now, if Bohemian Rhapsody comes on, that's pretty. That, there's some operatic classical instruments to that. He, that they might, they might I bust out in Common ground there. Yeah, yeah that might. Be I think he might enjoy there. it, but he would never outwardly show it. No, he, he, internally, he's yes. dying. He like might a be jailed, but he would never <laughs> ever let you know that he enjoyed it. Um, That's fair. So I think on this car ride, if there's a conversation, I think it's probably going over notes about yes. where we're going and what we're doing, um, because I feel like since he is more of the research type, and Marcellus is more of the um, planning tactician, I think that is probably what they'll be discussing is back and forth is uh, the plan of attack or, or the or the plan of what they need to do and uh, uh, Bernard is going over, okay, this is what we're looking at. This is what we uh, know about this uh, Jonah Brax. Um, these are his weaknesses. These are his strengths. Things like that. Yeah, and we're, we're, I will I will bring us into a, a bit of a dialogue here, which will be relatively short lived because I think we know how it'll go. Um, but what, what was her name again? Mama, Mama Teresa. Uh, I think it, it's okay. Mother Teresa, dude. Come on. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Very different woman. No, very di- very different religion here. <laughs> yeah, I no. think Bernard kind of digs around in his uh, his satchel and then he gets his peanut butter out. He's kind of looking out the window and he goes, "So we're." clear mama teresa and i it's not sexual we work together and this this job when we get there i don't know what it is but i know we can trust her i mean i don't care what kind of personal affairs you have that's that's all your business doesn't bother me one bit whether you guys knock boots or not. As long as she's trustworthy, I'm good with it. I think Bernard just kind of says, fair enough, and kind of like turns the spoon upside down, kind of gets that last bit off of it and goes, for God's sakes, Bernard, can you just put the peanut butter down for five minutes? I'm a growing boy. <laughs> I, again, I'm thinking Tommy Boy with a penis go right in the dash. That's good for resale. <laughs> uh, let's go kill us a monster. Uh, apologies. None taken. I, 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 I think of myself as a monster who hunts monsters. Same. As you guys continue on, you will eventually hit Route 66. This is where your path crosses this one. You are aware that Joan Albrecht is in the area. You are aware that he is hunting and tends to hunt at night. If you want, you can stake out a bit of a road, the road here. There's not a lot of homes in the area. This is a highly traveled road. That's a great way to cut across America. However, that means that people go missing here all the time. Some of them are legitimate, some are by human hands, and some monsters with giant wings, gray skin, sharp teeth, and the ability to smell what they want from another person when they're scared, hunt these grounds. And when those people go missing, they get written off as merely another traveler who was traveling cross country and got lost. All of those stories that you hear that never quite get their answer. Some of those stories. Every 23 years, for 23 days, Joan Albrecht's which, if anyone is curious, is the body actor who f- plays the Jeepers Creepers Correct. name, shutting down a little bit, just just in case anyone was curious where I got that from. He he hunts. He has his paperwork. He's been around for a very, very long time. You're going to meet him tonight. How would you like that to play out? 
Would you like to put groundwork in? Or are you hoping that this is a simple business call where it's just, hey, you left the road. What are you doing? What? Why? Why would you leave the road? What are you doing? Yeah, I, I think that's going to be pretty much it. If, if yeah, he's left I the think road, the business call is probably the, the best route to go. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, and, just, and you said there was a time limit. How much time was it again that's left? He, he has 23 hours, right? He had about 23 hours from then. You're looking at about midnight of the night you're there. Right. Because you guys, you're moving quick. You're Just because it looks like a Ford Focus doesn't mean that it drives like one. Okay. We've Jeez. got a little magic. We've got some things that make things a little better. Maybe less pit stops. Maybe them chairs are a little bit more enchanted to not be uncomfortable for as long as you're going to be in that car so you guys arrive are you just chilling by the side of the road we hit in a diner how do you want to play it no i think we uh chill by the side of the road and smoke a cigarette or two and just kind of wait yeah i was gonna say in my head we're we're standing near whatever the boundary is so you've got so the blacktop i i assume Mm. is the boundary he is supposed to stay on that road that is where he has to start now with how his hunting pattern has worked so far as soon as midnight hits he's done he has not played this hunting season with time to spare um he has to return back to his base of operations he will eventually need to sleep and that is part of his hibernation and hunting pattern but at the moment midnight is your cutoff and as you sit in that car you smoke your cigarettes you're waiting for time to pass you do weird things to a spoon covered in peanut butter including dipping your jerky into it which may or may not be delicious. Listen, I don't know. I'm into that, and i got to give that a try. I'm going to have to give that a go. <laughs> very, very quickly, night approaches. Nothing. Nothing's happening. As a little bit more time passes, guys are kind of wondering if this guy's even going to make it far on the road. I mean, this is where you were told to be. These are the coordinates you were given. Based on his hunting pattern, something should happen here tonight. It's not until about 11.30 that you hear a scream out in the cornfield. <coughs> Gentlemen, it's time to go to work. Hey, everyone. Cameron here. Uh, I know you're like, oh, we just got to the good part. Why are we stopping? Well, uh, for good reason, because you're paying the most attention right now than you probably have all episode, and there's something very important that I wanted to do, and that is bring attention to another uh, tabletop role-playing game podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and shut up and just let this ad play and just keep in mind that you'll be hearing these um, as we do the show. Um, and if you do a podcast and you would like it to be spotlighted in this spot, uh, send us an email. All right, I'm going to shut up. Here's the ad. Listen to this podcast. Welcome to Eberron. A land we fought so desperately for. Now a land torn and scarred by war. Where our paths can never leave us, but we forge a new path. Where opportunities are everywhere. Yeah, for those of the guy to take them. Where we find a new family while hunting down monsters. This is the Morning Blues. A D&D 5e actual play game released every other Thursday. I'm beholden to no one. Join our DM Adam as he runs Virik, Jody, Rem, and Mika through their bounties and exploration. everybody well you heard him you know where to find it um and please go show them some love and uh yeah uh i think we were getting ready to get to a pretty important part uh maybe the first time uh we're actually gonna roll some dice 
on this podcast, uh, which last time I checked is pretty important to these games. So, um, yeah, I really hope you enjoyed that ad. You're going to enjoy the podcast more. So go check them out. Show them some love. Leave them a rating and review. And uh, let's get back to some monster hunting, shall we? So he is allowed in the cornfield, but he has a boundary mm-hmm. that starts at Route 66, and I assume goes. He only gets so much play on that's, either side of the I'm road, he, roughly he, a he mile. He has a mile diameter. Mm-hmm. He's not allowed to stray too far, so or it stops being. So half mile radius from Route 66. Yes. So okay. Um, He's only got a little bit of room to play with. Otherwise, it's not they went missing on the highway. It's something happened to them. Right. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Um. I say we get out of the car, and first thing I say to Bernard is, okay, Emily's not putting us in a Ford Focus again. This thing is small. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention, I, I, in my head I meant to say it, but I, I, I think Bernard was shifting uncomfortably in this new leather the entire time. Yeah. I did not yeah. think he... This <laughs> unfamiliar territory. Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. I give you guys a Ford Focus, and we hate it. I'll remember it. I'll no, make a note. I don't think he I'll make a note. at all. Um, so yeah, again, I, yeah, I think he's stepping out, um, kind of tosses a cigarette out and, um, I, I would like to ask Sam, Mm -hmm. so we're here and we know that he's supposed to be somewhere in this area. Mm -hmm. What is a role that I could do? Would it, would it be investigate a mystery or, um, there's something else that's not, what are you trying to do? Is there anything... Am I hearing anything? Is there anything out of place? Uh, it's sharp. Yeah. Besides the female scream. Uh, well, did we hear the scream? You yeah. did. Oh, you heard okay. a scream. scream. You know what? I'll roll to investigate a mystery. Okay. Let's do that. Let's let's see if you get some questions out. Let's see what kind of answers you can get for them. Hey. Starting off solid. Starting Better off. than last game. <laughs> yeah. It's so nice. It's so that's brutal. Yeah. eight plus your sharp, right? What's your sharp at? Oh, I did forget to write that on this sheet. Um, I forget which one I picked. Um, I know I picked the one. Sorry, guys. You had the plus zero weird. So your sharp is plus zero. I remember that. Yep. You rolled an eight. You, oh, that means you get to ask me one question. Uh, The book gives you a list. I'm a little bit more open than that. You don't have to stick to that. That also doesn't mean my... What was the list again? What is... As far as investigative mystery, your questions can be something in the ballpark of what happened here, what sort of creature is it, what can it do, what can hurt it, where did it go, what was it going to do, and what is being concealed here. I feel like we probably know all those answers already just by knowing. Which is also why, like, if you want to ask something that doesn't follow that, I can't promise I'll be able to give you the answer you're looking for, but I can work something out and give you something. that's where, so we heard a scream. Yep. I Mm -hmm. guess I would like to know, like, like, can I I tell which direction direction this came from exactly? You can tell that it came from the right side of the road, and you can tell that it is more than a half a mile away. So it's coming from the west, and it's outside of the boundary. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's straight a bit. We need to go, because yeah. he's outside of his boundary limit. So is this, is this asking too many questions? Is this, what's to my right? Is this cornfield? Is yeah, this... it's cornfield. Cornfield all around. Cornfield all around. And so it's to the west if it's on the right side of the road, and we were heading Now, south. it is headed towards you. It is oh, coming to you. But it started outside of the... Traditional boundary. So we can meet him in the middle. Okay. Um, Much as I hate going into his territory, but right. I'm less worried than most people. She is? Be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, think I, I think I look at Marcellus and I say, what do you think, Lestat? You up for a hike? You know I helped Anne Rice write that great and i just walk into the corner <laughs> <laughs> look just that look on his face like somehow that doesn't make this any better yeah. <laughs> this isn't a rice field it's corn let's go yeah. <laughs> let's do this. that's a good one yeah okay um, um so, so yeah, yeah we just 
start okay. heading toward the direction of the screen. As you walk into the cornfield, you can hear the running. If Bernard can't, Marcellus can. And presumably you would inform your partner that, hey, Correct. it's coming this way. Yeah. She is must be vaguely aware of where the road is. You can hear some flapping noises from up in the air. You can intimate that there's probably something chasing her that scares her. And it's probably your friend? Probably not the right hey. word. But your uh, quarry, yeah. maybe. The individual to whom you are here to speak with. It is our person of interest, for Thank lack you. of a better term. Good. Nope. Your person of interest. Can we just imagine some corn coming undone, but coming this way? Just like, wait, I'm coming this oh, way. Oh, just oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> bad. Okay. That's all I'm hearing in my mind's eye. Yeah. My mind's ear. So you're walking. You're walking out in this cornfield. All of a sudden, you come to a small opening. Kind of looks like maybe the farmer had something going on here. Something got moved. Something happened. These stalks are down. And from the other side of the circle, this girl bursts through the corn and she is screaming we're looking at a blonde girl wearing long pants long hooded sweatshirt probably from a local school definite color definition she's screaming at the top of her lungs she's looking behind her and when she sees you two she sees god on earth her saviors are here the problem is is that you're well aware that you're within the half mile boundary on this side of the road now Technically, you can't prove that he was outside of it. It's your word against his. He can legally kill this woman. What do you do? Can also, I've seen him yet? it's from? about 1145. Okay. Keep it in mind. How, how far away are we from the uh, half-mile boundary at this point? It's pretty close. I mean, it's right on the edge. Uh, exact distances, I can't give you, but it's close. I mean... At where you're at in this circle, it's legal. Are we are we close enough that we can get to it quickly? With him being out in the woods and being aware of what you might be thinking of, probably not. That would be you interfering with his hunting season, and that is paperwork. Have we seen? Can we see him yet? Has not he yet. Seen us? He has not shown himself, and his ability to see you comes and goes depending on if he's flying. And even if he does see you at this moment, he has no idea who you are. I think I just raise my shotgun up and I shoot a shot into the air. And I just say, Freeze, monstrous fucker! That's going to make her feel amazing. <laughs> this isn't about her right now. This is, I got to talk to this, this guy. All right. So he drops. Wings are out. He closes them in. He recognizes at least your authority, if not who you are, by face. He approaches you. What? How you doing? Uh, I assume you have your paperwork. He reaches into his coat, and he pulls it out. I need you to roll charm. Okay. Let's see how you're interacting. Actually, I need you both to, if you would. So let's see how you're interacting with this particular individual. So, uh, a nine minus Plus. two. Yeah, minus two, so a seven. Hey, you still got a seven. Still passed. I also got a nine. Minus one, so an eight. Okay. All right. He recognizes your authority. He has no idea who you two are, and at the moment, you are getting in his way. He has 15 minutes to get the thing off this young woman that he needs so that he doesn't die or have some minor defect when he awakes from his hibernation. Okay. He is clearly annoyed, but he hands you his paperwork. Okay, I ask him, uh, you haven't, uh... You haven't strayed out of your area, have you? I mean, it started on the road, but she's the one that chose to go out in the cornfield. I can't, I don't have mile markers, and I'm not great with various measurements. Maybe I went outside of it a little bit, but it wasn't really by choice. Uh, I'm, Bernard is very slowly flipping through these papers, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just kind of, I think I just kind of, maybe even visibly, like, kind of give a signal to to Marcellus, like, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, I, I'm I'm doing my research. I'm I'm looking through this. Uh, you. Hey, uh, hey, Bernard, you uh, 
Why don't I uh, run that stuff through the database? Make sure everything's up to code. That's a pretty good idea. I think I think I look up and I say like, yeah, you know, these old eyes. Why are you guys hassling me? Route 66 is right there. I've got 12 minutes. What are, why? Well, this, this is a, a, a breaking of my rights. Braxton, You're profiling me. It is not profiling. We received a call that you have gone outside of your area. So now we have to make sure that all of your paperwork is in order before you can complete your hunt. Would you please move this along? I will go as fast as our computer system will let us. This young woman from the ground has fallen over and is covered in mud and and whatnot and looks up and goes, What the fuck are you guys doing? Are you going to save me? Aren't you going to shoot that? It's a monster. Hey. Monsters got rights too. All right. Don't what? What about my rights? Don't I get something in this say? We'll get to that. <laughs> she looks at you, who was originally her savior, and suddenly <laughs> realizes this may, night may not turn out the way <laughs> that she thought it was going to. Like, uh, all right, you uh, you want to run this through the database? Or? Yeah, yeah. Hand me that paperwork. I'm gonna I'm gonna run it through the database and make sure everything's okay. up to code. I hand it to him. I just kind of throw the shotgun on the shoulder like, it's going to take a few minutes. Marcellus is just going to pull a tablet out and start typing everything in manually instead of taking a picture of each page like he would normally do. My name is Chrissy Jones. My mama lives about four miles from here. Could you please just let me know that I'm okay? What's happening here? That's yet to be seen. You probably should have stayed at your mom's four miles away. <laughs> you guys ain't heroes, are you? Uh, I wouldn't... Uh, it's no. kind of hard to explain. <laughs> I, I don't know about heroes, but we're not villains, if that's what you mean. I, I think I get down on it and I'm like, you heard the urban legends, right? What the hell are you doing out here? folks go missing on the highway. I mean, yeah, there's stores, but it ain't no goddamn winged demon monster. Clearly I, you're missing the right story. <laughs> I think I just look over at the monster and I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I stand back up and I'm just like, hey, standard procedure. We'll, uh... I feel like she's like, you make it hard to understand what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Your logic is dizzying. Would you, would you guys mind if I just kill her now? Well, I mean, it's sure it's legal. Looks, right? It's it, it might be legal. I'll be honest. I was looking through this. To me, this looks like a C nineteen, and I think you maybe needed a C twenty three. So we gotta we gotta make sure this is uh the right the right. Function. It was given to me by your office when the trail started in California. Uh, this ooh, California. Well, you know. Uh, oh man, that's a different jurisdiction. Yeah, it's a different jurisdiction. So we're gonna at least have to find out uh, if. Uh, Why are you guys hassling me? What did I do? <laughs> um, I think at this point we're getting pretty close to. It's very close to time. Uh, I think I I'm need just to... gonna keep him going. I'm <laughs> gonna say well, I, I want to play the game here, so I would like to manipulate someone, and I want to try to ease his nerves. Okay, you want to calm him down? Give me a roll. How are you going to calm him? Let, let's let's do a dialogue for a minute. Then they can hit the table and I can tell you what he says next. Um, <laughs> I think I just need to go to him and say, Hey, I'd love to shoot you in the face. Right? Very different kind of manipulation than I was expecting. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how this is calming him down. <laughs> uh, but I have it. Right? Fair. I'm just trying to do the right thing here. I was called. I was going to go kill some other fucking thing tonight. I don't want to be here. But I'm here. I got a bunch of fucking red tape. So just let me do my job. And we'll leave. And you can eat Sabrina here. My name is Chrissy Jones and I don't really want to be here either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, 
just let us do our job. And uh, then you got your dinner, bub, and I get to go home. Give me a roll. I don't know if I like these new dice. I think I liked it better than you failed every time. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was say, 11, and that would have been... Manipulate would be a... Because um, I believe that is cool. That is your ability. Charm. No, charm. It's charm, your ability charm. to talk to people. Yeah. Yep. I think I have a minus two, but that's still a nine. Right? I think yep. I have a still so. a nine. He looks at you. He grabs Chrissy by the hair, but he is no longer in a menacing stance. She screams, which I will not do, because it won't sound great, and it will not help with the mood. I'll see if I can find one somewhere. Okay, that works. As he stands, and he looks at you and says, please, get this done. She has a liver that I kind of need, and you have about three minutes to decide if I can have it. Hmm. How's it going over there, bub? Almost done. Just waiting on a response from California. I look at him and I say, see? Almost done. Do you realize what time it is in California? Yes. Uh. But the office, the offices around the world don't work on U.S. time frames. It's more of a uh, Greenwich, Maine time. we possibly just make a choice and decide if I get her or not and then when the paperwork comes through we'll be okay because I know my I's are dotted and my T's are crossed yeah but here's the issue if we allow you to do it and the paperwork comes back as incorrect then we have to kill you and we have paperwork that we don't want to do either hey hey yeah, we don't want to kill anybody I agree. That's what what I'm saying. We don't want to do it, but if we allow him to do this and the paperwork comes back as not complete or incorrect or something's missing out of it, then everybody's screwed. Well, what I was going to say is that I'd like to maim him, like, a little. Oh, you're going that route. Yeah. Okay, well. Everybody likes a good fight, right? The beast looks at you both, throws this girl to the ground by her hair, looks at you angrily and goes, you guys are assholes, opens his wings, and flies away. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at Bernard and go, I guess he didn't want his paperwork back. <laughs> He's screwed 23 years from now. <laughs> It'll just take him an extra day or two for it to go through processing. All right, I get back Apparently, he doesn't need all those 23 <laughs> days to do it. I get back on one day and I go, see, Brittany, I told you. We had it taken care of. This woman is on the ground crying her eyes out. <laughs> she is no longer responding to conversation. Uh, I think I just say to myself, I'm like, we should probably get her out of here. <laughs> yeah, but she's not getting in the car with us. We'll get her an Uber. An Uber and we're in the nowhere. Bumfuck nowhere, and you're gonna call me an Uber? Why yep. can't I ride in the car? Uh, it's really uncomfortable. <laughs> a, it's a very small car. B, we're both very large men. And C, it's a government property car, and there's things in there that you can't see. She starts to walk toward the road and just says, "Assholes." <laughs> <laughs> I start like walking behind her, like we're actually. <laughs> 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 All right, you guys get back in your car. She finds her way home. She's got a story to tell somebody, and no one's gonna believe her because anarium find ways to make stories look a little too big for life. They tend to write scripts, write books, put out movies based on monsters that are real, so that when people see things that are parallel to things and stories they've already heard they sound just a little bit crazier you continue on and you finally get into louisiana you are headed to the town of homa in the area of terrabone i am sure i said both of those names wrong and any louisiana native that heard them probably cringed and i apologize they probably I, hurt physically. it probably hurt them physically i do apologize <laughs> i should have done a little bit more research in the future i'll make sure to check out some uh youtube videos to make sure i'm saying it right but um 
pronunciation. You are further onto the south side of this town. It is close to the area of Ashland. You are around where Baton Rouge is at. I believe it is to the west, southwest of where Baton Rouge is, but not by far. There's quite a bit of swampland that exists out here. You have known Mama Teresa for some time. You are aware of where her home is. You are aware that it's probably the nicest home in the area that it's in. She is a hoodoo mama. She has protected these people with her various forms of magics and spell work. She's made deals with the Loa to keep this area safe. She has earned the title of mama. It is something that she wears with pride and respect. She is not the first in her family line to be a mama. But at the moment, She's very proud of what she has accomplished. You have known her for a very long time. She was one of the people that found you half dead on a street in Louisiana after one of your first encounters with a Rougarou. She's the reason you didn't get infected. She's the reason you're still alive. She often refers to you as a hunter because she trusts you. She knows you. You get the job done. So when she calls for help, you answer. Yeah, and I think he has a very much uh, respectful relationship for her as well. So, so we're there, right? We're at her. Place um, you have arrived at her home. It's a very nice home. We're, we're, there's money involved here. She has done very well for herself. Okay. Um, so you say she's done very well. When we pull up, and I imagine Bernard would have, he would know the the drill here. Is there is someone coming to? to get our car or do we just walk up to the door how, how, how well is she's done well you would park in the circle drive okay. it's not a very large circle drive it is off the main street she is accessible to the people that may come to her for help but there is a fence and there is some concrete there are we'll say seen and unseen defenses for some of the more ignorant people that don't come to her for help, but assume that every negative thing that happens in town is her fault because, well, she believes differently, and that makes her scary. Okay, uh, I think I think he steps out of the car and he's, um, you know, not in a nervous uh, way because you know there's some attraction there. I think he's he's just making sure he's he's presentable and he's walking up to the door. Respect where respect is due. Yeah. Fair. Marcellus, what do you do? This is all new to you. I'm just going to follow his lead on this one because obviously he uh, knows this Mama Teresa very well. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to overstep by any means in a place where I am not known well, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> I am known around here, but not well. Okay, fair. You go up and you knock on the door. It's a nice door. There's glass in the door. It's rather fancy. You can see in, you can see the entryway, you can see the middle length hall on the other side. It's familiar to you. There are Guiana masks hanging on the wall from various time frames made by various people. The wood carving masks traditionally associated with certain practices of hoodoo and voodoo. You are met at the door by Mama Dereza herself. Bernard, I'm so glad to see you, boy. I'm glad to see you are still up and about. I think he throws his arms and he says, You miss me, Mama? This is a black woman similar to your age. She has the traditional head wrapping, a woman of her stature, a white shawl. She wears a lot of white in an attempt to offset people's negative feelings about the things that she does that are often done to help others. She smiles. Come in, come in. I call for you because I have a job I think only you are capable of finishing. Who is this tall drink of water that you bring to my home? He is newbie now. When did you start working with other people? Hmm? Yeah, it's uh, a bit of a mandatory thing, but he's not too bad. This here's Marcellus. Hello, Marcellus. Welcome to my home. I offer you invitation. Please come in. Thank you, and I accept your invitation of your and your gracious hospitality. 
Combinard, I have bought new furniture since the last time you were here. Fired the servant that used to answer the door. He was far too protective. Far too many people driven away. These two begin to walk away, continuing their conversation. But as Marcellus enters the front hallway, where the masks are all hung, I need you to make a cool roll. Mace? Yep. God damn it. These dice rock, man. These, 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 we, I'm going to have to not let you guys use this dice anymore. Uh, it's, that is it's a doing, 13, which is the doing far too well. For me. <clears throat> you succeed. You feel a burst of energy flow over your body. Your attention is immediately drawn to a black mask that stands at the end of this hallway where Bernard and Mama have crossed off to the right. You find yourself standing alone and looking at this, and even though you have no physical desire to defend yourself, you are aware that this mask has just felt you out and is attempting to keep you where you are. Now you've rolled well enough. What would you do? Are they still within uh, earshot? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, Mama Teresa, question for you. She comes back into the room, instantly frowns as you stand in place. Tatuba, what have I told you about disrespecting my guests? Do you think I not recognize a dead man when he walked through my door? Did you not think I did not hear? Did you not hear me when I offered him invitation when it was not necessary? Do you truly believe that I did not know it was a vampire? If you are going to continue to misbehave in my home, I will put you in the attic with the others. I do not care about our family ties. You will show respect to my guests, or I will put you with the other magics that do not fit. Please, Marcellus, come forward. I apologize. Come with me. Come. Sit. I do not have a refreshment to offer a man of your kind, but a man of your prestige may still appreciate tea. I can give you that, but I do not have blood available. That is, that is not a problem for me. <sighs> I have long since exceeded my need to feed consistently. Um long since before that mask existed. I, th- I think I, I, gl- I grab my flask and take a drink and say, good for you. <laughs> Jeez. She looks at you and she's honestly disheartened by what's happened. I am so sorry Tatuba is of our bloodline. She has been here for a very long time. After her death, her spirit remained and we made a deal and she was capable of staying inside of that mask to protect her bloodline. She is merely trying to make sure I stay safe, but sometimes she does not listen to what is happening around her. It was not meant as an insult, and I apologize this happened in my home. Uh, It is not a problem. If I remember my history correct, that happened in the early 1600s, correct? Ermask, I am not entirely positive. She came to me an end, and she was asleep for her, her former owners. But when she came to me, she awoke, and she sensed the bloodline, and she tell me that she keep me safe. Some of her memories are lost due to the tragic way in which she died, but she does not have an ability to tell me what that is. Okay, I just, I wasn't sure if you knew the, the timeline history of it, but if I remember correctly... When I was here in the 1600s, that was that was a common practice. Often, there are masks that have been put to good use for protection from various things. She just seems to not care that I feel safe having a creature, pardon me, a man of your prestige in my home. She is merely protective. Which brings me to my next point, Bernard. There's something going out in my swamp that I cannot control, and I need your help. You know that officially in the past, I have invited others here as hunters to hunt for me when I cannot handle it myself. Whatever is out there is not the hoodoo that I am used to. My magics have not touched it, but I believe I have some idea. We had the, the wife and husband duo, the Toyasantes. They came out here last week on Monday. I have not heard from them since, and I cannot have more hunters coming here and dying. Every time I send you on a job, though, you come home. 
which means I stay in good standing and despite your best efforts, you always come back so the job will get done. Yes? Before I answer, I would like to know, is there, is this a name that Bernard would recognize, these hunters? Uh, most likely. That okay. it would be something, they may not be people that you were friends with. You may not have drank with them. Okay. But knowing that these are hunters in the Louisiana area, since you've been working with an area, you probably haven't kept your hand on that okay. pulse quite so steadily. But it may ring a bell. Okay. It, the reason I ask is I want to know, and I can roll up How personal too. he's going to get with this. Or, or, or um, just what level... Of hunters were they, and am I like okay? Maybe these, maybe they're kind of idiots, and I'm not super worried about it. Or like mm -hmm. mid-level hunters, yeah, or these, high level hunters. Yeah, if or... these guys dropped off the map, like this is this is pretty serious. Like, I can tell you that without any rules needed, that these were people who had a name. They were aware in this area as hunters, some of the local police forces knew kind of who they were more about when they came around. They knew not to ask questions and let them do their job. You personally didn't know them, but they did have a positive reputation and Mother Teresa would not have hired them if they didn't. Okay, then I would like to roll to investigate a mystery. Do so. I'm in. Every time, I swear. Five, fives, <laughs> fives and awesome. sixes, that's all you guys get. Um, and uh, Investigative Mystery would be sharp. Mm-hmm. But I'm a plus zero, so looks like I don't let so it's 11. An 11 is still two questions. What do you got for me? What do you want to know? Okay, and what were the questions again? I need to get that sheet nope, for myself. I can hand them to you. There is the... Investigative Mystery zero on the bottom. You're coming, Rob. Don't die on me. You're coming. I expect your yeah, rules to be garbage. Buddy. You're good. My buddy's texting me on Facebook. I bet $20 on the fight that I'm about to lose. <laughs> and again, uh, those are a guideline. Uh, the UFC fight. Uh, Volkanovski, yeah. Brian, Ortega. Since I got a good role, and this is just, I don't know what everything that she knows. I want to ask what is being concealed here. If anything is being concealed here. As far as I know to my knowledge, there is nothing that is being concealed. What is out there, they are legends. The people of this area know where they go and where not to go. What's out there is either bad men or stupid men, but there are no honest people in that area of the swamp. The legend out there is of a man or a woman. She was killed, burned alive, and he went to Papa Legba for his love and he guided him to Baron Samadhi. As the Baron was digging her grave, he looked at him and said, If you can save her, I will let her come back. For she was a friend of mine. They shared many a cigar and bourbon, a woman much like me, a mama of her time. But the first child born in town without a nose due to sickness and illness immediately marked her as someone who had to die, even though all she was doing was trying to help. So they burned her. Her ghost now haunts that bayou. Her husband later died trying to find his love and bring her back to Baron Samadhi. Both of them are out here. The male supposedly uses the forest to kill the people that intrude on his own. The woman is seen carrying a lamp. She walks around. If you get too close, supposedly she takes you away. But I'm not foolish enough to go out there, and nothing I have sent out there has come back. Magic or not. Well, Ma, I'll do my best. You always do. But before I go, I need to know what could hurt it. It's out there. I don't know. Those hunters went out there loaded for bear. If they're ghosts, you use rock salt, you do magic, you do what you can to keep them away. Cold iron, that is best guess for ghosts. If you want, I can make you something to carry with you. It might keep you a bit more safe against the ghosts, if that is what it is. Couldn't hurt. That'd be a good idea for you, Bernard. I'm already dead, they can't take me away. But you are still living. I will work something together for you, Bernard. One of the grey bags that you know of. Something to keep you safe from the undead, hmm? 
Maybe keep your partner from strangling you at night when you snore? I go take care of the things. You boys be good. You are welcome to anything in my home. Don't leave the first floor. Everything above that is business. You do not belong there and you will be punished accordingly. Thank you. She walks upstairs. Before okay. she goes, I want to ask her, which way to that tea you offered? Easy in the kitchen. She yells from upstairs. Thank you. I gotta go first. Okay. <laughs> All right, everyone. I would like to take this time to thank you for listening to the very first episode of Anarium. I would also like to remind you to please go leave us a five-star review, um, whether it's on Podchaser or if the podcast platform that you are currently listening on allows you to leave reviews. Uh, Telling a friend is super helpful, but also leaving reviews is the main way that we can find a new audience. So uh, thank you so much. And to anyone who is currently listening on a different platform than they're used to or just on the website because we're not currently on iTunes yet, um, stay posted. We will let you know when that gets updated. We're just waiting to hear back. Um, All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Stay safe. Enjoy the spooky season.